God. Those are such first world problems, man. I know. Oh, my recording setup for my podcast isn't working properly. That no one listens to anyway. (laughs) How am I going to vent about my frustrations about the the patriarchy? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Patriarchy, sure. I mean, that's that that would have been the last... (laughs) the last place i would have gone to but okay i mean who am i gonna complain about my my drills and 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 how shitty my deck screws are at home home hardware oh yeah okay yeah fair enough you're using a dewalt you're using a you're using a no DeWalt i got a, i got a ryobi oh no uh, well you having fun with that no no yeah. i'm not i got what i deserved by cheaping out on that yep <laughs> i figured, I figured. <laughs> Friends apart. Oh man, dude. Um. Okay. Uh. Actually, this podcast is a little bit of a special podcast uh, for two reasons. Reason one. Um. Why is that, friend? Reason one. So we reached uh, over a thousand downloads, and I'm fairly certain that this oh, is yes. that only half of them are from bots. So <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them are for government agencies scanning. Uh, co- <laughs> content to make sure that there are no russian uh <laughs> yeah oh man. yeah that's that's possible um second this is our first podcast with me being a married man so that's right yeah yeah that happened congratulations on that yeah thank you man um i feel wise and mm. um f- for whatever reason i feel rich it's not like i i got a shit ton of money Aww. but i i like I feel emotionally rich, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. Um we um we're having a great time being being a married couple and stuff. So yeah. <sighs> do you um do you feel like your your philosophy on life has changed at all? Do you feel like you you see things differently now? I know that they say that when you have a kid and I'm, I'm wondering if 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 things change a little bit when you get married too. So the thought of not being able to run away without having a lawyer involved is a little funny. I'll say that it's <laughs> it, it's just I mean you've you know as as long as you've never been married before, this is something you never experienced, right? Like a like a legal commitment to another person. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, your parents had that with you, and yeah. kind of vice versa until the second like uh, until like a certain point uh, of your young adulthood. But after that, it's just basically a free for all. So, yeah, it's it's a little. My parents didn't really didn't really uh, hold to those uh, rules for very long, though. Yeah, you mean yeah. wait, wait, you mean marriage? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. and, and you know, you know, considering my well being as a child in uh, growing up in a in a uh, broken home. I mean, the, the legal obligation. I mean. What does well-being of a child really mean? I mean, it's got food, right? So mm-hmm. that's good. It's got water. Um, it's got you know funny, funny colored drinks, as you have in, mm-hmm. in Northern America. Yeah, those are your three. Those are your three pillars of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, food, water, and funny colored drinks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's it's a little funny. Um, it was quite a nice, quite a nice. Um, yeah party overall it was it was very low-key everything it was very um you know it, it, i would i would like to think that it was done in style like the way we wanted to mm. 
Um, and I, I just remembered I haven't sent you any photos. Fuck me, I'm a bad friend. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I know you changed like you changed venues a bunch of times because it's just it it reminds me of an album from from the Mars Volta where just the entire recording process was just cursed from the beginning. <laughs> and you just like. Yeah, it's um, it's let me just see what I sent you. I just I literally just sent you a picture of us in the car. Yeah, and yeah. our two ugly hands. I mean, that's, um, that's like arguably the most important photo. So yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's fair enough. I believe that you're married. Yeah, I'm gonna send you one second. There we go. I just send you a couple of pictures. I'm a good friend. Shut the fuck up. Um, nice. So yeah, uh, one of the gifts that we got. Um, we mainly got money for this simple reason that we, you know, we're gonna move to the S soon. So uh, we were like, well, we we can't exactly take a lot of stuff, right? So I mean, as um, much as I appreciate the hand carved cradle, Grandma, I, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly something that I can just easily take on a plane with us. So, um, yeah, funnily enough, hand carved cradles are actually like a very traditional gift in Bavaria <laughs> for for uh weddings so yeah I w- is it like one piece where they carved an entire stump into a cradle i uh, no, i don't think so i i it might okay. like originally i think it was like a you know a very simple homemade um cradle but uh after a while obviously those you know as anything it got fancified by time so mm-hmm. uh yeah now it's like with really really extensive ornaments and everything so yeah um we didn't get that um but now we got some money but we also from from um like my oldest friend here in germany uh he's also into brewing beer and he's a chemist uh which is you know the the reason i keep telling myself why he's so much better at brewing beer than i am (laughs) um so he he gifted me two bottles one was an ipa and one was mm-hmm. um he, he called it a gin ale i wasn't sure if mm. he was just fucking drunk and misspelled ginger ale um <laughs> but it, it it's i'm not sure what it is um i'm drinking it right now actually uh, does it have gin like undertones maybe it was just kind of i, I for, think like made with uh, juniper it might actually be literal ginger. I'm, I, I'm not. It tastes. Wait. I'm gonna have to ask him. Um. It, to me, I would say that it probably r- literally tastes a little like ginger. So hmm. you know, this could be the reason. All right. But um, yeah, so he he's obviously really tend- uh, talented with with brewing beer, and I was really happy. I was a little sad it was only two bottles, but it was good. Uh, yeah, you think you think someone could spare a couple more bottles for your wedding? Yeah, bastard. Mm. <laughs> Where? Yeah, come on, give me a case of it. Yeah. <laughs> <Stingy>. <laughs> to be fair, they traveled by uh, by train from Switzerland to to uh, our place. So. All right. Well, that seems like a, an important part of the, the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he backpacked from uh, from uh, Swaziland <laughs> and. Um, oh 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 <laughs> he like he he didn't wear any shoes he had like self-made shoes made from like linen that he 
just, <laughs> just woven <laughs> together to fashion some some uh, impro like shoes. A, there's limited cargo space in my gunny sack. <laughs> I don't want to bring two bottles. Oh goddamn! Yeah. So, um, yeah. Then we like the the, um, yeah. Once the wedding was over, um, already the day after the wedding, I was starting to feel a little sick. Like, I'm not talking hungover. <laughs> I'm talking just a little sick. So, um, obviously, at first, I put it on, on a hangover, right? But mm-hmm. um, then I kept being sick on Monday, and I was spiking a little bit of a fever. So, I was like, well, we were just a couple of people together in, a, in an enclosed space. So... Yeah, I mean, I was doing my COVID tests, you know, before the wedding, right after the wedding, every day after the wedding, actually, since from like, um, since Sunday till Friday, actually, I was doing a COVID test every single day. Um, mm-hmm. And they came back negative. So that was great. Um, never mind the New York Times article that was literally called um, the new ghost variant of COVID uh, haunting Europe. So. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that I haven't even heard of that's how much of a ghost it is yeah there's like seems to be kind of a like like an undercover uh, coronavirus uh, going around um, Europe whatever so I was like ah whatever as long as my tests are come back negative you know I mean w- what more can I do so um, after after a second day of, of um, feeling a little sick um what the fuck did you send me? What, Jason? Why did? What the fuck? What do you? Sorry, I. What? This was happening behind the scenes after. <laughs> after I uh, said gunny sack, I was like, I should look up what a gunny sack actually is, and then it was like burlap sacks for sale, and then there was this majestic fucking novelty item here i don't even know <laughs> the man sack a testicle shape fanny pack <laughs> oh god damn dude that's why would oh, fuck's sake this looks like a really Sorry. badly sewn together glove to be honest <laughs> yeah it was like a misrun at a factory and they're like how do we how do we rebrand this this <laughs> this glove god damn i know testicles god all right sorry i completely derailed your story yeah it's okay just give me a second i have to turn to chicken yes it's rotisserie chicken sunday again give me a second all right i think um that we need to make the art the album art for this podcast the man sack <laughs> i'll do that myself if i have to <laughs> Oh shit! Looks tasty. Um, all right, yeah. So, so I was saying I was feeling a little sick, right? So obviously, first thought right now is COVID, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, test came back negative. So um, already on Monday, so like two days after the wedding, um, I was also starting to taste funny stuff, which at first Uh-oh. led me to believe, oh fuck, it's actually COVID. <laughs> but. <laughs> Then I was like, wait a second, what I'm tasting reminds me of something. So I pulled out a whole bottle of wheat beer from my stomach. No, wait, that was a bad show, guys. I'm very sorry for that. So, um, <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> it was just lodged down there. <laughs> I don't know how and what kind of kinky stuff my wife did to me, but yeah. <laughs> no, um, no. So, so it it tasted funny, and uh, I'm very prone to tonsillitis. So okay, yeah. It was basically that. I looked at my tonsils. They were starting showing yellow patches. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that's... Nah, that sucks. That's my annual tonsillitis <clears throat> for me. Um, <laughs> thankfully, my, my father-in-law is a dentist, so he could immediately provide me with some antibiotics for that. And, and nice. um, yeah, I got it all over with. I'm, I'm feeling great again. But shit, yeah, that was scary. That was really scary. Thankfully, no one else from the party was feeling like any symptoms of like illness whatsoever so but still even though we were just like 30 people we were doing like the wedding in a very 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 close circle just like very closest friends mm. closest family um and so there's this constant tension that we're now under right like your covid doesn't so m- I, I feel like correct me if i'm wrong i feel like covid doesn't so much um pose a danger for us as like vaccinated boosted people um Mm -hmm. of being a potentially deadly disease i don't think that's the case not so much it's more like no it's like yeah for the the guilt of like being able to give it to somebody who else Mm. somebody else yes i mean that's a point but on a more selfish note it's more mostly just um (laughs) feeling like shit so i won't be able to come to work for the next like at least week at least yeah um, until yeah. it has negative again you know um and then of course also this this feeling of well you know maybe the in-laws aren't like you know very healthy people with like comorbidities so giving it to them would also mm-hmm. suck mm-hmm. but in the end you know you usually think about the ramifications for yourself first and and at least in my case it would mostly just be well yeah, I won't be able to go to work for like a week. And also mm-hmm. there's the stigma attached now, right? I feel like COVID evolved to like the status of an STD right now. It's a like, little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's like you got it. Okay, you just weren't careful enough, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, ah. I find I find it's it's worse when you have it. It's a- after after you're over it, people don't seem to mind as much. You're just like, yeah, I had COVID. And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. But when you when you do have it, or you find out that people do have it. You're like, Ugh. yeah, like yeah, this guy was not being careful at all. Especially, if, and it feels so unfair because I mean, um, we've barely gone out like a whole much during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. We've basically made. We were on one vacation, which was to to Hamburg, another city here. Um, we very much comply to all the rules. I mean, we got our shots very early. We um, are always masking up and stuff. So we're really trying to, you know, be responsible with this whole thing. But at a certain point, like a year after the vaccinations um, were available, you know, um, you feel like, okay, you know, anyone who hasn't got it by now probably won't get it at all. So there's not much that will change now. There's just it's mm-hmm. we're basically stalling, and in Germany, I'm I'm not sure about Canada, but in Germany, um, at this point, so we're at the point right now where it's like we have seventy five percent people vaccinated over eighteen. Mm-hmm. No, I think mm-hmm. in general of the eligible population, <laughs> uh, okay. I think it's above six. If I'm 
not mistaken. So it's like 75%, which is compared to other countries, nothing. Like, it's literally nothing. Like, you have Denmark with like uh, 95% of all people. Um, you, you have, ah, I don't remember all the countries, but you have like a lot of countries right now that are way higher than, than Germany is. And we won't, you know, get any more vac vaccinated people than that. We talked about this in the past with Germans believing in alternative medicine a whole lot and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right now Germany's just stalling. <clears throat> and because our coalition, um, who's governing right now, uh, one of the parties is the liberals. So, obviously, they're not big fans of those COVID restrictions, right? So, mm -hmm. um, they're really pushing for opening up pretty much everything again. And at, of at least not making the... Uh, vac you know, being vaccinated mandatory for, uh, you know, accessing uh, various establishments. So, um, yeah, that's that's a little weird. They also yeah. really want to get rid of the masks in, like, supermarkets and stuff, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. just fucked. <laughs> so, so uh, that's happening here tomorrow. Yeah, really. Um, all of our mask mandates, all of our mask mandates in Nova Scotia are being lifted tomorrow. God damn. So it's going to be, like... So it's gonna be like normal again, but so I was just looking at the national stuff. So there's a there's three tiers of it. So one dose, eighty four point seven percent of the population, mm -hmm. um, fully vaccinated, eighty one percent, fully vaccinated plus a booster is only forty six and a half percent. How much? Forty six and a half. Okay, and how, like and, and, and how much five. was fully vaccinated? So well, so two times. Eighty one. Yeah, I mean that's. And, yeah. and for you guys, what are the youngest ones that can be vaccinated, actually? Five and up. Okay, good. Yeah, so you're still better mm -hmm. than us, I guess. Um, at, so five yeah. and five and older fully vaccinated is actually 85%. So it's the 5 to 11 that's only 37% vaccinated. So I guess people are just afraid to vaccinate their kids. Yeah. Fine. Y yeah. Fair enough. No, well, I mean, they're getting like six to eight shots right after birth. So <laughs> why? Oh, they have a, a, they have like a breakdown of province of which ones are vaccinated and not. And of course the super conservative Texas of Canada is by far the, uh, the one. <laughs> Wait, which is it? British Columbia? Alberta. Alberta. Uh, oh well, <laughs> where all the oil is. Yeah, Nova Scotia's nine. Nova Scotia's ninety percent. Like we're 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 doing pretty good. Nice. Um, but yeah, like they're they're all of our stuff's coming down, and the federal government's reconsidering um like uh vaccine mandates, and we won't have to use a vaccine passport to yeah. go anywhere anymore. So um, so so how are you gonna deal with that? Like, are you and your wife, uh, sorry, fiance, uh, still um like gonna mask up when when you're going out like what's i mean i'm really not judging at all because i mean in the end you're just adhering to your like local policies so even if you were to say like uh no we're just tired of that shit we're not gonna mask up because we're all boosted and whatever i would totally get it like mm -hmm. no judgment on my part just what's your take on that how are you gonna deal with that yeah i think because we have a young child we're mm -hmm. probably both gonna do it and and um I think neither of us are worried about her, like the, the kid getting it mm -hmm. because really there hasn't had been any strong evidence that it's going like, to severely affect her. And, you know, she's breastfeeding. So she is actually getting, they say that like, as long as you're breastfeeding, you've got a two week antibody mm -hmm. um, window, yeah. let's say a buffer. So if she stopped breastfeeding, she'll have antibodies for COVID for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So from that perspective, Rick, we're not super worried. It's more just pure inconvenience for us because only having one, like having one parent down with COVID mm-hmm. is going to suck yes. just in terms of taking care of a crying child. Yes. Um, <laughs> so just for pure practicality and logistics alone, I think we might have to uh, continue doing it. At least like at work, I'm not worried because we don't have a huge team and I kind of like work in a, like we all work in smaller teams. So it's not super intermingling. We got plenty of space, but if we're going to a restaurant or something, um, probably, or like the mall, maybe mm-hmm. I, I, I could see us still doing that, but um, do, do you, do, not for the reason you would think, I guess. <clears throat> do you know if everyone at your work is vaccinated? Yeah, they made that. My boss made that mandatory. Nice. Um, which, which now I guess they're not allowed to <laughs> whenever that gets lifted. I'm not sure how that works, but um, he, he basically made that mandatory for everybody. Mm. Um to be vaccinated but you know we're hiring new people and yeah. uh who knows maybe some they, of those unvaccinated germans are gonna apply maybe i mean the thing is too like the law says we're allowed to ask in a job interview if you're vac- vaccinated but that might change so mm. who knows interesting I don't, I don't really know that's really interesting because germany has been really careful with that stuff like mm. um sometimes i so I've learned a new American expression, and that was because um, I was... <laughs> so you've been to Germany, so you're familiar with the concept of... And now for everyone who never heard German, this is going to be beautiful. With the concept <laughs> of Haftpflichtversicherung. Have you heard that? I think I have. Which is li- liability insurance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's just a beautiful German word. Haftpflichtversicherung. Oh man, that's just that's just poetic. Um that is not easy to say for people learning that. Oh, it's not easy to say for me as well. I had to concentrate. Like I had to literally like do the thing where I like uh lick my lips before and then smack him briefly. Lick your lips, put your monocle on, put your <laughs> like put, yeah. close your index and thumb finger. Light a cigar. Thumb finger. Thumb. <laughs> just Haftpflicht. Yeah. Haftpflicht. Oh, it's the PF. Fuck. Yeah, haft. Fuck. Be- because it's haft and then pflicht. Haft. 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 Oh shit, my dentures fell out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So it's liability insurance is what it is. So uh, in North America, people have that for their car typically. Um, mm-hmm. So you crash into someone, your liability insurance for your car is gonna cover that. Basically, I mean that's that's what it is. Uh, you might have a different word instead of liability insurance, but I mean, uh, it in the end that's what it is, right? So, yeah. Um, I was looking it up because in Germany it's quite an it, it's a vital part of your existence. It's actually mandatory. Like your state requires you to have a liability insurance. So let me just give you an example because I'm in America. People don't know, and I've seen that we have quite some some listeners from from America tuning in, like all over the the country actually. So uh, it's interesting where Google has their service. So um, they, the way it works is basically, so imagine someone hands you their phone, okay? For example, you ask Mm -hmm. someone to take a picture of you. They uh, receive your phone. They point it towards you, try to make a photo. Maybe they've just been eating great greasy bratwurst and döner, who knows? And they (sighs) drop your phone. All right. They drop your phone. The phone's 
garbage. It's it's uh it it went full Michael Schumacher. It's just it's you know out of order. So um, what will happen then is that you will ask the person, hey, give me the contact of your Haftpflichtversicherung liability insurance, um, so that uh, your liability insurance can pay for that. So you're insured, yeah. A, for for damage that you're causing others and in some rare cases also that you're causing yourself but that's a little bit you know a little complicated <laughs> no uh. like for example remember dude when we were st- when i was still living in the dorm right and mm. i locked myself out when we were like downstairs in the basement oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you had to get the locksmith exactly i had to get a locksmith and because I could prove to my liability insurance that um, the lock that um, so my my keys were stuck from the inside, right? So um, I couldn't have possibly opened it from the outside because the lock that I used to have didn't allow for that. Once there's a key lodged in, into the lock, you cannot turn the key anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. even if the uh, janitor would come and try to turn it, he couldn't. So what the locksmith did is he exchanged that lock for a lock that can be, you know, still turned and opened, um, even if there's a key sticking from the inside. So I proved to my insurance that what the locksmith did actually prevents me from that ever happening again. So that's one of those cases where your liability insurance also, you know, works for yourself. It's a little convoluted, Mm. but it's a neat concept. It only costs you like three euros per month. It's really cheap. So... Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering because I never set that up myself, but maybe that was included as like bundled with my either health insurance or something that was Has part of like in, an in, or like international student yeah. thing. Because I never set that up yeah. separately. Yeah, you couldn't live and exist in Germany without a liability insurance. Um, that's the, mm. yeah, it's yeah. So anyway, so I was looking it up. So moving to the US for the next three to four years, I was like, okay. Um, do they have liability insurance? Because for a German, that's just a basic need. <laughs> it's a basic necessity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I was looking it up and I came across this great expression that uh, some American in, in like a German speaking um, forum wrote. And he was like, you really have to get rid of your nanny state attitude. And I was like, I get where you're coming from. Mm. That's that's. That's cool. I mean, it's a good expression, and I understand that Americans have a very different relationship to their state and to the government than, you know, Germans do, and fair enough, it's a different continent, so (laughs) I wouldn't expect them to (laughs) to think the same way that we do, so that's interesting. And um, with everything related to COVID, this whole nanny state attitude that we have in general, which is a privilege. I mean, socialized healthcare, um, those liability insurances, all that stuff. We, uh, we're taking care of the state like really well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But with COVID, that kind of changed, and it was a really interesting dynamic to see because all of a sudden it was like people didn't want the government to interfere with their personal freedoms. And um, in that case, it was related to, I don't want to get vaccinated, so the government better fuck off. <laughs> that was basically a mindset, right? Yeah. So that was really interesting to to observe. And um, so employers weren't allowed to 
like you know put a mandate on vaccines for their employees that wasn't allowed but um over the last year i think and the state at least imposed like this this either you're vaccinated you're um uh, recovered or you're tested rule like that was basically it so mm-hmm. a lot of employees had to if they if they weren't vaccinated or recovered um they had to show their um test certificates that they had to bring in fresh every day so mm. this was kind of a way of the state to force people to get vaccinated i think um because a lot of people you know they had to do this before work um you couldn't do this you know in your work time so i thought it was cl- quite clever but um those fucking hippies that <laughs> don't want to get vaccinated they of course <laughs> thought this was a you know restriction of personal freedom so we've had some very interesting debates and i think um the fact that you can go outside and just know that one out of every four adults that you know i think it's actually more like one out of every three adults that you're gonna meet um is not vaccinated um Uh. it's insane right so Mm -hmm. this is something that's happening in germany and since we've always been regarded Mm. by everyone in the world as you know the rational thinkers the 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 smart people blah, 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 blah blah it's just it's not that and also our trains are really late all the time so <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, dis- despite what you, you think, I mean, that's all the stereotypes, too, because people are like, well, Germany's just like Bavaria, but it's it's really, really not. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel like things have changed here that much. Mm-hmm. There is always, like, the vocal minority of people who just think, like, oh, my rights, but it's not specific to vaccines. It's like any time the government tells them that they have to do anything, mm-hmm. they're... Um, like even taxes like my dad is such a <laughs> dick about taxes <laughs> he's like he his like dream is to move to panama where he doesn't have to pay taxes but then he has knee surgery and he complains that he has to pay for knee surgery so he flies back to canada because he's a citizen to get fucking knee surgery yeah like, you are a leech you are the definition of of stealing like from a system that you are not contributing to like taxes taxes are one example but like everything in that respect you you put in you get back not Mm. indirectly but you get back like for instance switzerland has the nicest fucking highways and tunnels you've ever seen i would eat off the highway in switzerland yes and that is all indirectly from them paying taxes and then like in other places it's just like shithole like oh yeah go live there you know there's no taxes there it's great and then like the Mm. roads are just like horrible terrifying scary mess and it's like um but there, there are always people who are going to complain about having to do anything because they just want to be left alone, basically. And whatever whatever their reasons are, I don't, can't say they're justified or not. Um, but, yeah, I, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for you hmm. moving to the U.S. Um, I don't know. Did you... What, what's your vehicle situation? Did you ever find anything yet... Um, and um uh, and what your insurance is going to be I, I'm, I'm curious about that i mean we are um so the plan right now is that we're gonna buy um a car not immediately uh once we've gotten there um I, so i i think i told you i have this former colleague who's even going to be working in the same building that i am so 
I and she's also German, so um, th- I've talked to her a lot, obviously. And I mean, again, I don't want to dox myself, but the city that I'm gonna move to isn't too big, so um, mm. you get around by by pu- public transport actually quite well. And um, she told me, I mean, she's been living there for like two and a half years now, um, al- almost three actually, and she uh, said that. Th- uh, her and her boyfriend they've never bought a car um since they've been there so i mean we are going to um simply for the reason that we you know we want to venture outside the city as well um at one of the rare off days that i'm <laughs> gonna get um, <laughs> so we want to spend that time wisely and even though yes i get it you can get with public transport um you you can get quite far with public transport right um for sure but it's a hassle it 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 just is it's you're way more independent um uh when you have an own car and it's so funny to me because now that like because of <laughs> reasons the gas prices uh, went real high um americans are crying about prices that are literally literally half of the price that we pay for gas yeah so yeah for me that was like we're basically moving to car paradise i mean it was that before it's just ingrained (laughs) in the american dna to drive a car that you know chugs a lot of gas and um, yeah and that's cool and like for us we're going to paradise because we're like we're basically not paying shit for gas compared to here Um, (laughs) and so yeah we're just gonna buy a used car once we're there um have a look at you know buy a shop before we buy it i mean that's that's a right uh, yeah there and um so yeah i'm feeling you know quite quite happy with that and and not too bothered um i think the main issue is going to be just finding an apartment uh first but um the university that i'm going to work for owns a bunch of apartments uh throughout the city um so this is probably going to be the path that i'm going to take so yeah, yeah um yeah so and and as far as like everything else you know insurance wise we'll we'll see uh i i have no idea by now Mm. um it's gonna be interesting i think it'll be i think it'll be okay for you because like germans the drive like driver's license usually transfer one-to-one like you'll have to actually you might not depend no it doesn't like i didn't have to get for for the state that we're moving to we specifically need an international license um which is not a problem we can just literally walk to city hall and get it right there like right away we don't even have to wait a day or something like they hand it to you right away yeah it costs like Mm. i think 20 bucks and you get an international license Mm. and specifically there's 11 states in the u.s that need that and um this is one of the states that need that so um yeah but then we'll, we'll we'll be fine so yeah i mean that that thing's valid for quite some years so yeah i'm just thinking like um in i didn't have to get uh so the rules for germany is if you move there and you're working as like a resident and you're working you need to get your license changed within six months to a german license mm-hmm. but as a student as an international student you're technically not a resident there so i didn't have to get it changed for the three years that i was there yeah. so that worked out pretty well but that works that transitions pretty well because canada and the u.s or canada and germany have pretty high driving standards yeah um the states vary wildly between between each state so I'd, um i'm th- i'm just remembering because like we had some colleagues from china who moved to canada and um because the chinese driving system 
is not like a one-to-one equivalent mm-hmm. their insurance is like insane it's like really uh f- like four hundred dollars a month what? for insurance yeah what? Be- all be all because like they're just they're driving history doesn't really count in canada so oh. they don't they're just like oh you're a new driver which is pretty fucked up but um yeah that's i mean it does make <clears throat> sense though i i kind of understand yeah i kind of get it but 400 mm-hmm. seems like <laughs> that, that seems like a lot oh man, man it's insane yeah like literally like a quarter of this dude's paycheck is just going to god damn <laughs> going to his insurance your your, it's, your uh, asian employees just earn 1200 bucks <laughs> what the fuck kind of job are they working <laughs> oh <laughs> oh wait uh i, I don't know i yeah, yeah. Not, well, whatever dude um <laughs> no but uh yeah i mean let's see you know how that how that's gonna work i mean we're literally on a non-immigrant visa so it could be yeah. similar um but yeah let, let's just wait i mean it was funny to hold my visa in my hands um it was like you know whenever that shit up east really blows up um i'm gonna be the fuck out of here <laughs> just kinda, you know uh i i just have to learn the the national anthem of of the u.s and i'm gonna be golden <laughs> and even you know with the visa i can even like the u.s visa i can even go to canada without like any restrictions so um yeah yeah no one's ever had beef with canada except the french and the british so <laughs> it's <laughs> except these two world superpowers yeah well blah, 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 blah. i mean yeah that, <laughs> that, that may have been like a couple of of decades ago but whatever yeah so um man yeah things are changing uh speaking of changing like how's your little one how's how's dad life treating you i'm tired <laughs> i'm tired man it's um it's a lot it's uh she's she's going she's she's getting very difficult to put to sleep yeah because she started to make like i think around this age she's turning seven weeks old tomorrow Mm -hmm. um she's starting to make her own melatonin which means she goes to bed at night really well actually she's sleeping like six Mm -hmm. six plus hours a night on uh, um and that also means that during the day it's very hard to put her to sleep mm-hmm. and then she gets real right pissed at you because she's overtired um and so it's uh it's it's challenging <laughs> um hmm. i don't know it's crazy it's it's so they go through like these these cluster feeding stages where where they just like they have to eat every hour because they're just digest their their metabolism's going so fast they're just digesting and just they're hungry after an hour again and they're screaming at you because they're so hungry mm-hmm. um and it's uh you, you just you, you you're like i can't believe you're hungry again god damn it um yeah. but then after that it's like three days of that and then after it it's like it's like in pokemon where you're after like a battle it's like do 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 what's this oh my god <laughs> totodile is evolving and then like um and then it's like totodile evolved into croc cr- whatever the fuck his name was croconaw and then uh croconaw learned uh whatever move like hydro yeah, pump yeah, yeah. and yeah. then it's just like that it's like after the cluster feeding growth spurt crazy sleepless nights yeah um they just like they gain a bunch of skills all of a sudden god damn 
it's like a level up. That's that's cool though. I mean, you're you're leveling it's, up it's your baby. Neat. Yeah, and <laughs> so like it goes from like them just being super oblivious to anything other than just what's in their mouth to all of a sudden like she's like obsessed with the ceiling fan. We're just walking, and all of a sudden she's like, <gasps> "What's <laughs> on the ceiling?" And then like I just like I don't know if you've ever picked up a chicken. Yeah. Um, and like swiveled the body around and the head stays in place. No. Oh, okay. Well, fi- find a video. That's kind of funny, but um, <laughs> it's she's like that. Like she's just like focused on the ceiling fan in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like walking around and she's just like moving her head to look at the ceiling fan the whole time. Um, wow. So that's fun. <laughs> I, I, I would like to be fascinated by this by a ceiling fan again. That sounds like fun. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, you like this? And then I like bat the, it's not moving. So I, I just like smack the blade. So it starts turning and she's like, <gasps> <laughs> man, uh, the simple joy. <laughs> no, it's real funny, man. Like um, at the wedding, we had three kids that were uh, be like under two years of age. Um, Mm. and it's so funny like one was barely over a year old uh, one was about one and a half and one was like around two years old so you could really like see the differences between the half year you know growing spurts that happen granted obviously mm-hmm. every child develops at different speeds um but but still it's it was really interesting to see and you had like this two-year-old who was like sitting at the table and I was doing like a little toast, you know, and talking to the people. And he was just looking at me. He was like, the fuck's that dude talking about? And like, he was really <laughs> like focusing on me, right? Then he had like the one and a half year old who was like, just basically looking at the two year old. He was like, the fuck's that guy doing? And then you had like the, <laughs> and then you had like the one year old just shitting herself, just <laughs> not caring at all just it was so loud it was, it was crazy you could hear it like over my speech basically and it, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing and um it, it's so interesting to see how you know when I, I think there's few things that are more interesting to observe than like small children infants toddlers whatever you want to call them like interact with each other I think that that is that is so fascinating because you're not sure yeah. how far their communication skills are actually evolved, you know, compared to their like mm-hmm. peers. So you just see them like very clumsily like trying to communicate with each other and you're never really sure if they can understand each other, but sometimes I imagine you know you, you see this typical picture of like a slightly older kid, like two years and like one and a half year old interact. And then you sit them like next to each other. Like the two-year-old can like walk around to one and a half year old. is like, ah, still a little like not so, you know, well grounded. <laughs> and <laughs> then it could can just see like the, the, the smaller one being like, the fuck, he's, he's running so fast. Why is he running so fast? And then just sitting down yeah. all frustrated and starting to cry. Just starting to cry out of, out of frustration. <laughs> and you're like, damn, that is so cool because they kind of like, it never changes. You see someone who's so much better at something than you. And your automatic instinct is just like, well, okay, I'm going to give up. I'm out of here. 
I'm out of mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Which is, yeah, at some point we mostly stopped crying. Mostly. But it's um it's pretty amazing that like I think that's a, a, one of the big reasons why people have a second kid. Other than the fact that they hate themselves, it's because <laughs> they like kids learn off of other kids it's kind of remarkable that they in, in a way in a very special way it's like autopilot yeah because you don't have to entertain them and teach them everything because they can learn from the behaviors and sometimes they learn it better from their own like peers than they do from uh yeah um from other from like you and it's it's just kind <clears> of <throat> it's cool like yeah. I don't I don't know if we'll have a second one but uh, you know well, you know you're going to have a second one like as long as you're not completely despising the thought of having a second child you're going to have it it's as easy as that it it would be it would be like in 5 years though like we would wait really then, that long probably maybe 4 or 5 years like we would start thinking about it earlier but I think we would we would want to have a little bit more of a a separation between them. Mm, nice. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I I get that for <clears throat> listeners this is really exhilarating talk about, yeah. you know, having children and stuff, but I mean, if you're not in the age group that either has children or is thinking about having children, just fuck right off. I mean, what do you know? <laughs> Honestly, what do you know? Huh? You with your You know nothing. You with your like intact libido and and fucking hopes and dreams that haven't been crushed yet Ugh. is there something you need to talk about there no that's all right man all right yeah okay um okay i want to give a shout out to a podcast actually um it's not necessarily like a <laughs> like small <laughs> podcast and they don't really need to shout out but um uh have you watched the the tv series uh scrubs I've seen it intermittently. Yeah. Yes. So, I know Scrubs is like, you know, either you love it or you hate it. It's as easy as that. It's It has a very specific style. It's very slapsticky at times. Um, but I kind of grew up with the show. I've watched it, I don't know, probably like 10 times or something. And uh, like the, the whole show. Um, and now the two protagonists like um the, the guy who plays jd and the guy who plays turk um zach braff and donald Faison, they have a podcast like they started i think like two years ago uh, it was right at the beginning of COVID, actually so the audio quality is actually worse than ours because they recorded via zoom but um <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool and it's it's similar to the one that you told me about the the um girls of the office oh like what, what is it office called? ladies office ladies one? yeah yeah right so it's ca- yeah. kind of similar to this, but you actually have the protagonists doing it. So it's a little more, mm. a little more engaging, and um, <laughs> it's it's cool. It's a good podcast, actually. I enjoy it. Um, and the funny thing is that you know you you hear from the two protagonists where you're like, holy shit! Like I basically grew up with these guys, um, and they were like starting to act in that show when they were like early mid 20s and they stopped at like uh early mid 30s so they're Mm -hmm. basically like our age now and like that's wild and 
but they are like 45 now <laughs> so you hear them and obviously their voices haven't really changed or anything so uh you hear them and you you, you immediately reminisce about you know all the episodes that are stuck in your mind all the little pieces from those episodes and um i think like scrubs because it was so available in germany is kind of the equivalent to like to the office in the states for me i think because i i'm connected to the show so much and um mm -hmm. hearing them talk about some stuff i'm like yeah that's bullshit i think like they try to like at some <laughs> sometimes they try to like create some some folklore like you know like uh, uh surrounding the show and um then a couple of episodes later they have a guest like another actor or the creator of the show or or director or whatever and they're just openly called out on the bullshit <laughs> but they're like yeah no <laughs> that's definitely not how it went down and and all that i'm like fucking hell if the two main protagonists <laughs> Talk about the show, and apparently some of what they say is just bullshit. Who can I trust now? <laughs> but I don't know. It's like they weren't even fucking there. Yeah, exactly. It's all a big conspiracy. No, but um, overall, I gotta <clears throat> say it's 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 a really cool podcast. Um, you can like each each episode they uh, they talk about uh, you know like one episode of of the show, and it's it's really cool to watch along and. Um, so yeah, I can for for all the scrub fans, I can can definitely recommend it. Um, but there was another thing that they didn't touch about, but they said like Scrubs is owned by Disney, like everything else as well. But um, and that's what I was kind of getting it with like them being forty five now. So now if you would put them in front of a camera, obviously they look different, older and all that. Did mm -hmm. you know that almost all actors that have been acting for Disney productions during the last decades have sold their image? Like, not just the rights to a movie, but like their literal image. So that's why, for example, in like the newer Star Wars productions, you have all of a sudden like CGI of like uh, fucking Luke Skywalker in, in, in the late 70s. Um, yeah, yeah. And so what they speculate is that actually in like a couple of years time, a lot of movies will literally just be lifelike CGI of actors from back then. So, oh, right. Yeah. You've heard about that? It's like, it's like the, it's like, um, that video game with Keanu Reeves, like digitized. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu yeah Reeves, cyberpunk. Basically. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. That, I mean, I think that's an interesting concept, and um, it's you know, if for a you know, if if you have a generation of or like let's take Star Wars, right? Like our parents' generation was like big fan of the original uh, trilogy. So our age group is like we've grown up with the with the new trilogy, like episodes one to three, and obviously the generation now grew up with like seven to nine. So. I'm not judging on any of those movies, but, well, 8 and 9 really suck. But, um, so, I think I think in the future, when you want to kind of continue an old franchise, you don't have to think about, oh, man, can we get the cast together? Oh, man, who are we going to let, you know, get for those parts and those parts? They're just going to, you know, CGI those fuckers <laughs> and just... 
Yeah. Be like, so the old generation is gonna love it because they see the old, you know, faces that they know and love. And the new generation doesn't really care who plays the parts, they just want it to be like a nice story and whatever. So yeah. it's gonna be really interesting throughout a lifetime how movies might change and how the acting in those movies might change. So yeah. That's- yeah, that's a good point. I am interested to see that because like we even think back to that fucking hol- hologram fucking Tupac yeah. and how mu- <laughs> how that like uh, I don't know if that actually changed anything, but it was a huge deal when it first happened. Um, yeah, it definitely was. And sure. uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of is an interesting thing because like so there are certain characters and like actors that people love so much that you could theoretically just preserve and keep going mm-hmm. um maybe that's not healthy from a societal perspective i don't know but uh yeah that's interesting huh. hmm. yeah i mean we'll see and i think we're still gonna you know <laughs> live through it so <laughs> that's gonna be interesting <laughs> um also i mean they're shooting the first movies in space and all that so i think that you know the, the way that the movie industry and i mean generations are you know just really formed and influenced by movie culture it's always like that like each generation references Mm. movies from their generation so um i'm really interested to see how that's going to change and um i don't care about the whole like you know people were talking shit about disney going from 2d animation to 3d animation i don't i don't fucking care that's just you know how time goes i don't I don't care, but um, as far as real life movie goes, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be really interesting. Also, I mean, when everything belongs to Disney at some point, they could do like crossovers, right? I mean, they could do like a fucking Avengers Star Wars crossover if they wanted to. So who yeah. who knows if that's gonna be the new thing, right? Like in ten years' time, it's gonna be like. I don't know, Spider-Man just, you know, comparing a spidey sense to 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 the force. And they're going to compete in I'm, like man. It's like a uh, Batman versus oh, it's a fucking versus, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb fucking movie. Um <laughs> I, that's going to be interesting because they're going to it's going to take a lot of time to like get past that uh, uncanny valley yeah of uh yes. before it can actually be something that people can enjoy and not yeah. be super <laughs> unnerved yeah. by yeah i also think people would just get used to it you know i think it's it's like it works mm. from both directions it works from the direction of yeah the, the graphics need to improve to a point where it's past that uncanny valley kind of thing but also this works from both ends so also the viewers will get more and more and more used to seeing that and i think with with uh, mark hamill as luke skywalker in the mandalorian for example in at the end of the second season um mm-hmm. where, where you see him like pure cgi um come in obviously you see yeah it's cgi but also it's not that bad of a cgi i mean we've seen worse also in recent years so um this is true yeah i think it works from both ends and i think at some point those ends are going to meet and it's going to be like yeah now we don't care anymore about (laughs) it being cgi because we're just used to it so oh man who knows anyways 
I'm, you know, I'm, who knows? I'm, I'm actually steeping in the in the scent and the smells that my rotisserie chickens <laughs> just <laughs> exuding from Ugh. behind me. I mean, that's that's really distracting. And also, I'm all out of beer and all out of just joy to talking to you. To be honest, I just well, that's I, yeah. I think that's then. That's, then you need to go. I think that's enough for the next like two years or something. I'm not sure. Let's see. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, there was we we covered quite some ground actually in this podcast. It's it's a rare occasion. Usually we just get stuck on like one subject and <laughs> we keep just nerding yeah, out. Yeah, I think we bounced around a lot. Um, yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening so much. Like for real. And um, next episode, there's gonna be one big difference. Um, Next episode, I'm not only going to be married, but next episode, I'm also going to be Dr. Franz, actually. So, um, yeah. Th- I mean, it won't change anything about my intellect or personality. <laughs> that, both of them are still, like, dismal. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, how are you going to top this, though? Like, really, we're going to run out of shit to... to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, anyways. So, yeah, now my oven's going off fuck okay oh, anyways thank goes. you guys yep. so much for listening um follow us on twitter at friends about pod um or shoot us a mail at friends about pod at gmail.com if you've got any questions suggestions or critique and um yeah thank you jason for uh being part of this podcast as always and pleasure as always yeah talk to you next week bye bye <laughs>